Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Yeah, so, well, that's just one of three. So okay. that was that was one major learning lesson. Another one was a student loan consolidation company that we built up from zero to 50 employees, different partners this time, um, zero to 50 employees, 400,000 in monthly revenue. Well, the payment processor fa- get, uh, falls behind, builds up like a, over a million dollar account payable to us and goes bankrupt. How? How? You just weren't on top of the money part of it. Well, I wasn't, but yes, the CEO wasn't. At that point with Clearly. that one, I was I was an advisor, I was a board member and an investor. Um, but as time went on, I got more and more hands-on. And um, like I, I, I was doing the cash flow projections, like, look, we're not collecting 30% of what we're owed every single month. Well, that 30% eventually added up very quickly. Right. Student so, loan consolidation is a bit of a tricky business yeah. if you're trying to get paid by the students. <laughs> Well, it wasn't, it wasn't getting paid directly by them. There was also programs with the government, but yes, it was. But on the operations side, I didn't deal with the sales side. I didn't deal with the operations of restructuring the loans. Um, but that was another learning lesson for me specifically. And I got from that is you have to control the CEO pay or actually the C-suite pay yeah. and um, control the bank account as well if you make an investment. Because you weren't just a consultant, you were an investor. Yeah, I, I, I gave him first few thousand dollars to start it and literally from day one was with the whole process, but I didn't do the day-to-day operations. Right, that makes sense. So And so C-suite was just pulling out money even though the money wasn't coming in to well, pay it and they just buried themselves. They didn't know that the money, they, they thought that because of the, pay, the payout plan, if mm-hmm. you will, they thought they were getting enough, but I kept showing them the projections literally for eight months. I was like, this is building and building. Like we need more money coming out. And eventually it just crapped itself. Right. Like said, and that's the problem is- when businesses scale. And I talk about this a lot with my clients, like what works at a smaller scale, yes. if anything is broken a little bit, mm-hmm. especially in the money, but really anywhere, but especially in the money, second you scale, that crack just widens. That's what happened. So someone who says to me like, oh yeah, I actually just had with someone yesterday, right? So we got her from zero to quarter million and then she's on track to do half a million now. And now we're we're aiming to double that again and go to a million this year. Um, And she tells me she's having some trouble with receivables. I said, I'm not taking you to a million if you're having trouble with receivables. I said, we are going to change the pasta because whatever you're tripping on now with receivables at half a million, that it doesn't just double, right? Because no. it can scale exponentially mm-hmm. as you go up. So we, we're going to clean that before we next level or you're going to get buried under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very 100%. true. All right, what's the third one? What's the third lesson? Um, so my partner, my yeah. partner and I went out and sold a guy's business. And um, when we did it, we killed it. Like we sold it for way more than what he thought he was going to get. We had the option to, um, well, um, I'll just continue. Anyhow, um, we went out and sold it, and we did not get concrete um, terms, if you will. 
So we ended up getting paid out a portion of what we were owed and went through a multi-year process and a lawsuit where we ultimately settled for pennies on the dollar. Wow. Um, and that was a multiple thousand or $100,000 paycheck to both of us. And so it was the first large paycheck since the one that, uh, that I got from my first investment company. And that was a three-year process. And again, didn't have any money and just figured out a way to get through it and had support. And like, it, it was, it was a cluster. Like it was considerably <laughs> like a cluster, but all How of that. How did you not get paid though? The guy just refused to pay you? Like, I don't well, even get no, it. No, it was the structures. It was the structure of the payout. So it was coupled with the payment plan that he received and then he got pushed back from the other uh, from the original and you were like two steps away yeah so it was it was just it was bad it was badly laid out so contracts contracts have to be ironclad and more importantly if you write the contract it has to be when you when you take that to court you have the burden of proof if you will um, so I learned a lot from that as well um, like I said like all these all these things I've been through um, it's not necessarily, I don't harbor anything Ill, Ill against the people that I went through it with at all. Um, I'm actually glad I went through all of it because I did it at a very young age. Like I've, I've, I, I tried to calculate it and at one point a, a few years ago, and I think I missed out on prior about $7 million, give or take. <laughs> Just um, give or take, not an well, exact number. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, that's the low end of, of what, what easily like, I can't even remember the word that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, conservative. That's the conservative okay. number that I came up with. And, and I was talking to a lot, like uh, a few of the people that are in my life and they're like, you learned valuable lessons at a very small dollar amount because I attract very successful individuals into my life all the, t all the time um, because of the modality side of the equation. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you learned it at a very young age. Be thankful. Because for a long time, I was just pissed off. I was like, why the hell does this stuff keep happening? And I, I did a lot of self-reflection. I did a lot of self-drilling uh, down into my own psychology, my own modality, and ultimately realized that, one, it was a good thing. Two, be grateful for it because, again, it's the journey, not really the end destination that matters. And three, my mistakes, yes, they're multi-million dollar mistakes, but eventually I'll be, and I joke about this, I'll be making billion dollar mistakes and continuing forward. So, right. yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great attitude because so many people sit and they just, they dwell on what's lost and they dwell on what's missing. Mm -hmm. And like, I could have, should have, would have, if I'd only known. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the lesson in resilience, like, okay, mistake, great. What can I learn? Let's move on. Great. Now I know contracts need to be ironclad. The burden proof is going to be on me. Now I know that I need to control the C-suite pay. Like, you know, each, each thing a lesson learned. Like I always like to say, I try to make every mistake only once. I want to yes. make a lot of mistakes, but let me try to make each one only once. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I love that. So between then and now, more businesses or PSTV? Just two more. Okay. So <laughs> what I, else I, we got? I, I had an investment firm that I was talking about. I moved yeah. to San Diego. Um, and about a year and a half ago, my life started to get more wonky. Um, my mom was sending me positive, uplifting quotes. And I was like, okay. What does it mean more wonky? Oh, I'm, I'm getting into that. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna, um, these are, I guess these are Alaskan words. They're unfamiliar <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
So she was sending me positive, uplifting quotes. I was like, okay, why isn't this an app? So last June, I taught myself how to code uh, Swift, which is Apple's native coding language. Mind you, I'd never really coded in my life before. I'd made a beta app within a month and a half, and then it just kind of started taking on form. So it turned from an app to a network and started attracting content, people, um, things, things that resonated with our message, which is we are trying to build a platform a Netflix style platform for positive bias content. Why? Because there's so much negativity, so much polarizing content in the world that's negatively psych, uh, affecting psychology in, in the people that are uh, viewing, listening to this content. And so much. Yeah, I have and, so many people to introduce you to right now. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just, it just took over and we are, 14 months into it, 12 months, 13 months. I don't even know what month we're in. Um, but we're getting to the point where all those ideas from last year are starting to become a reality. Like we're aggregating shows. We have an app in development. We have, oh, I call it Project Elephant. But it is a, um, a strategic plan to attract a lot of exclusive content and drive traffic. Um, so we have, we have a lot of stuff happening and it just, it, I had no plans of it at all. If you would have asked me a year and a half ago if I would be running a media company, I would have told you you were smoking a very potent form of crack. Like it's that simple. <laughs> but lo and behold, here we are. So here we are. Do yeah. you still have the investment firm or have you kind of set that aside to focus on this? I've set it aside. It still exists. Um, Do you still take... have assets under management? Do you have anyone no, else running no. it? No, it, it's literally just a shell waiting. If I want to go back to it, I will. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I left it as an, ex, uh, uh, an exempt investment advisor with the SEC, or okay. exempt reporting advisor rather. And I changed my fund structure from the very first one a little bit. Um, it was a private investment fund completely aligned with my investors as possible. I only make money when they make money. Um, and you only make money after they make money, which I think is even cooler. Yeah, I got that idea from Warren Buffett. That's how his first partnerships in the 50s and 60s were structured. Why? Because I he read had... through the entire snowball. Yeah. Every word of it. So, so um, you should read Warren Buffett's letters to the investors. That thing Ooh. is packed full mm. of information. And it's literally every letter. It's a book? Yeah, it's, it's now a book. Um, it's every Very letter cool. from, I want to say, 1972 to this year. That's really cool. So I read Snowball on a Kindle. Yeah. I didn't know how long it was when I started reading. I just knew. Oh, yeah. So guys, um, Snowball is the book. It's Warren Buffett's autobiography, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and I start reading and I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading. And at some point I'm like, how long is this book? Because <laughs> I didn't have it. I never saw the physical copy. Yeah. I just got it as a download. And then I go online and I'll see 850 pages. I'm like, that's yeah. why I keep going. But I read yeah. the whole thing. Absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, it's a great book. Such a great understanding of, of investment, of, of that whole world. Mm -hmm. But from an upstanding moral, I want to say place where yeah. like almost anything you read in that world is not anything else. You yeah. read, any kind of Wall Street investing. And I've read so many of those as well. But what I loved about the book was, you know, it talks about how, and again, everything, you take everything with a grain of salt when it's by that person for that person. But yeah. you can't make up the fact that he paid his taxes from the time he was a paper boy. Like you can't yeah. make that up. He either yeah. did it or he didn't, you know? 
So yeah. that kind of stuff really, really resonated. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got my first book recommendation, Letters to the Investors. I'll add to the pile. Um, okay. So now we have this media company. So talk to me a little bit about kind of what's going on with it now. Like you got it up to, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. What's it actually doing right now? Because <laughs> it's, it's a project that's in action, but it's also in process. So yes. what's it actually doing at the moment? So we're doing two distinct things. The first one is aggregating content for the network. So when Netflix first started, they just got as much content as possible. Mm -hmm. And then they started bringing on better content and more exclusive content. That's why you have And then Netflix. making their own content. Yes, yeah. exactly. So in our business lifetime, where we're at in that, in that, that I don't know, path, we're yeah. in the aggregation mode. Okay. okay. On top of that, to start to drive cash flow, we produce podcasts, we produce videos, we produce promos. Um, we so have you mean a, a production company as well. Yeah. So we developed all those capabilities in the last year. So if I look back on it again, no one in in my in my company or my team had any background in media, none. But awesome. we produce stuff that is it's it's impeccable. Why? Because once just the standards, like anything that I personally do, I want to be the best. It's that, it's, it's that simple. Like, I mean, listen, if you can teach yourself Swift and code an app because you were bored for a month, I kind of trust you to yeah. do almost anything. Yeah. I did the same thing with HTML. I built my first website, I think in like 2000. Nice. I was like, I want a website. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Oh, yeah. there's a thing called code. Okay. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah, online, exactly. found free sites, learned HTML. Like when you can do stuff, you just do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like, so one of the biggest things for us this year is we had to up our production capabilities. So I've taught myself Premiere Pro, After Effects, Photoshop, nice. um, Adobe Audition, and now we're, we're, we're scaling that. Yeah, guys, so, for all of you listening, that's like the top level, like media editing technology, all the yeah, things you just mentioned. It's <laughs> very fun. Are. Which They're is, very fun. It's crazy because- But they take forever. It takes so long. Like no, I did a lot no. of that stuff in the very beginning. Yes, it does. No. If you're really hardcore editing. Oh yeah. I mean, it takes a long time to render, but at the same yes. time, like uh, my, my chief operations officer is very good at processes and systems, mm -hmm. which is what I equate my mistakes to primarily through my learning lessons with fair enough right not having people. all your t's crossed and your i's yes. dotted yeah so it's all systems and process driven so we're very efficient now um but it takes time to, to create and what I was, where i was going with that is when i was in the investment world yes there is creativity in finding the investments but Overall, that is a world where it is literally, I'm looking for these parameters with this story, with this type of people running it. It doesn't lend itself to a lot of creative outlets, if you will. No, Whereas, there's, there's really little creative expression in yes. that area. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with There's creative company, thinking to yes. get the right investment and how you find it, but it's not a creative expression. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So with this, um, I've taken, I've, I've, I've had a lot of joy, a lot of just pure joy, just creating because, uh, and I'll send you some of these, like I create promos, I create videos, I create all this stuff that is just my expression of the, the things that are going around in my brain. And it's just, it's fun. Like I enjoy I love I, it. Yeah. It's, it's completely left brain, right brain, but it's, yeah, it's just fun. 
So. No, I love it. And it so resonates. I mean, you know, the purpose of the show, I explained it to you before we started mm -hmm. and guys, all of you listening know, like we're here to humanize business and businessify humans. We're here to inspire you, everyone to their level of greatness. My LinkedIn hashtag is clarity mm -hmm. and sunshine. That, that's it. my like, you know, <laughs> personal hashtag. Like that, that's what I'm here for. So I, I love this. So give me an example of like the kind of thing you guys are aggregating or putting out, like what's the kind of thing that you put into your network? So that people know, like when they're coming to check it out, they know that this is what they want to find. We look for content that is destined to psychologically change the way you view things. So what I mean by that is, is a lot of society just absorbs content from the news, media, all that stuff, but they're not actually consciously filtering out the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? And what that does is it creates a negative psychological spiral. There's a direct correlation between the number of media hours consumed and your probability of being depressed and suicidal. Yeah, 100% because media feeds the amygdala. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's, that's a part of the brain. And so what it does is it, it doesn't feed on intellect at any level, right? It's, it's all fear mongering. Mm -hmm. And so it triggers all of those neurotransmitters, chemicals, hormones in you, and, it, and it's an addiction response. Yeah, exactly. Right? We, the, the dopamine hits are coming, but in a completely negative way. Yes. And so but, the more media you consume, the more negative stuff you have going on in your body, and then you need more. Yeah. So the crazy thing about that is you can still have that positive, you can have that exact chemical reaction right there, but in a positive manner. Totally. Totally. And then it feeds on the positive. Exactly. And it, it's, it's all mental conditioning. Exactly. And, it, and I love, I love that you're doing that. And it is really hard, right? Because the way I love studying brains. <laughs> the female brain. Have you read it? I have not. I'll add that to read my that reading one. list too. It's amazing. That sounds good. I like brains. I like, again, I read a ton of psychology because I think they're all marketing textbooks. Yeah, um, they are. <laughs> they are. They totally are. So thinking fast and slow, Daniel mm -hmm. Kahneman, genius. Yeah genius yeah. book. Um, some of the most incredible marketing concepts that I teach came out of that book, which is a pure psychology book, nice. um, officially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of how, you know, from what I've been learning, neural pathways, it's almost like, you know, wagon tracks in the mud. That's always the example mm -hmm. they use. Not that any of us living in modern society have seen wagon tracks in mud. I have. Okay, fine. I haven't. <laughs> I should come to Alaska. See, I didn't even know you had mud. I just figured it was all like ice floats. There's, there's a lot of muskeg, which is basically mossy water, grass, and mud. That's all it is. It's just... Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really unappealing. It's fun to play in, but yeah. yeah. I hear that. Um, so, you know, the more we get entrenched in a pattern, the harder it is to get out of it. Bingo. And but once you get out of it, the more you repeat it, and again, the more content you have, the more positive content you can consume, um, the more you'll recreate those pathways. That's mm -hmm. what I tell so many of my clients, like when they're stuck in a fear pattern or any of these things. Just again and again, I actually had someone in here the other day. I had given her a mantra, um, just re regarding. Uh, I guess you could call it like financial security, right? Because mm -hmm. again, you and I have both met, I'm sure, many people who you know, they have a lot of money, but they're very financially insecure because mm -hmm. there's no amount of money that gives you financial security. Yeah. They're, they're, they're really, they're not even, they're not correlated, not directly, not mm -hmm. indirectly. There's no yeah. correlation between it. And guys, all of you listening, you're like, Esty, no, only people have money say that. And it's just not true. No, there it's is, not. There, it's really not. There is no correlation between the amount of money you have and the amount of financial security you have. And so this is someone who actually had money and I'd given her a mantra and I said to her, put it up on your wall. Look at it every day. Say it out loud if you can. Every day, every day, every day. And she came in and she said it, it changed her life. 
Um, and oh. so I give her another one. I said, this is your next level. And she looks at it and she's like, I can't do this. I'm like, just, you couldn't do the other one before. Stick it on the wall, <laughs> look at it every day. And you're going to come back in six months. And you're going to be like, SD, okay, I'm ready for the next one. Nice. So just I like it. repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And that's, that's what makes the change. Okay. I like that. So you've done a lot of businesses, right? You're, you're what we'd call a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. but I don't like that title. Okay. Um, an inspired entrepreneur? No, just titles no, in general. Not an entrepreneur. I mean, if you think about it, titles are not for you. They're for everyone else to put you in a box so they yes. can understand you. Yeah. And I just, I like to say I create. That's, that's all I really do. I okay. Create. You're, you're a creator and an expressor. Sure. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So you're a creator and an expressor who's done a whole bunch of business things and you gave us a bunch of really good business lessons that you've taken to heart. <laughs> what currently are you struggling with in this new enterprise? To me, it's, it's, well, at the end of the day, it's sales because we're a startup, right? Mm -hmm. And we just started producing third-party content because we needed to start generating revenue. Okay. Our business model is not predicated on the, the production, um, third-party production. That's just a means to get to where we want to go. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I say that that's the big, the big struggle for me right now is for most of my life, I have not been selling products based on their merits. I've been selling myself. And I have, again, an, an, an innate ability to attract very successful individuals, but that's because of modality. That's because of my beliefs. That's because of the way I view the world and the way I hold myself and act. But when it comes to selling a product, like we've, we've gone through two different salespeople and I'm still trying to find a, someone besides myself to go out and bring new clients in. So biz dev. And it's been, it's been interesting because I take a lot of things for granted just because they, they, they are, they just are for me. Um, so getting that into a process, a system driven process that can be successful is, is been the hard part on the sales side for us. Um, the other thing was, uh, actually just communicating the fact that this idea will succeed because people are like positive content doesn't sell. That's bullshit. It does. It's just a little bit harder because it's not as massively in your face as negative content. It's more than that. You have to understand, again, brain chemistry. It doesn't, people who are, it doesn't trigger the same, the same level of True. response. Okay. We're, we're much it's... more conditioned for fear response. Yes. Um, and so things that trigger fear response are more natural. Those are the yes. deep wagon tracks. And yes. so you are fighting against the current. Yes. But why do you think cats playing pianos are the most viral content in the internet? Because they make people smile. Yeah, they they have the same reaction, just a different chemical, um, or a different chemical reaction, but the same. It's it's called viralness, essentially. The ability to be viral can be negative. It can be fear based. It can be um, what we see on the media all the time. But conversely, it can be again positive. It can be people saying they're in the know it can be people um yeah but then you have to play with the same element which is incongruity what makes cat playing piano viral is the incongruity also of a cat playing a piano yes so yes. your positive content would need to leverage incongruity also it would need to yes. leverage what humor leverages which is the juxtaposition of opposites yes and most positive content doesn't yeah but it doesn't mean it can't get made it just means it's not 
Correct. And that means that you would seek out that kind of content purposely and go and create it. Yeah. And then you would, you really would be getting into the business, not of positive content, but you might look at be getting into the business of positive viral content specifically, oh, yeah. where you find your own formula for virality and this could change everything, yeah. right? Instead of just seeking positive content, their formula for positive, for, the formula for viral content is the same everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's the hook, it's the, it's, it's the hook, it's the switch, it's the short-term, long-term, and then the close is almost as important as the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling so, you're left with, and that really yes. determines if it's going to be spread or not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you hook, you switch, so then you're there, then you punch, and you have like a one-two punch, which is a short-term, long-term, right? So there's like an immediate hit of like, oh... Didn't know that, didn't realize that, never saw that. Like that's the immediate hit. And then there's kind of like a long term of like, I need to think about that a little more. Otherwise it's just a, it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. And then the close has to somehow leave you with something where you're like, I need to share this. Yeah, redemption <laughs> stories fit into that perfectly. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. So you find that formula and then every bit of content that you aggregate and produce goes into that formula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we're figuring that out still. But yes, like that, that's, that's the entire process. Again, like this is stuff that we've had to figure out. Um, but part of, part of my podcast, I used to do a bunch of interviews and on those interviews, I'd bring individuals that have been through hell. Like one guy, his name's Azim Kamisa. His son was killed by a random act of gang initiation violence in San Diego. Well, the night that he got called from his, uh, his son's girlfriend saying that he got shot. He had a moment of absolute, um, well, basically he fell in his head on the, on the counter when it happened. But in that moment he had, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm literally blanking on the word I want to use. Um, forgiveness, absolute forgiveness. And this happened like 20 years ago. So he's been traveling around the world with the grandpa of the kid that killed his son speaking wow. out against uh, adolescence violence, and even more so, the kid that killed his son went on parole, was, was up for parole last November. Azim advocated for him to go on parole to join him in the quest of speaking out against adolescent violence, and last I heard, that actually happened. Okay, wow. So that's a redemption story. Um, a good friend of mine, Jason Cisneros, like he was in a gang. Okay, he had a son. He got out because he didn't want his son to live the same life. Okay, he got stabbed two days after his son was was born. Wow. Like that was that was the moment to get out. So he went, he started a couple companies. He went bankrupt three times. He ended up finally becoming successful, traveling around the world with Tony Robbins. They're very good friends. And he owns 26 businesses and employs 6,500 people. Nice. That's the type of stories that get spread. Because yes. of all the psychological reasons you just discussed. Yes, <laughs> they, they follow that flow perfectly. Exactly. But here's what I want you to understand. You don't only have to seek out stories that are already written. Yes, exactly. You can go and write them. Exactly, exactly. And that's what and I And you can write them in microcosms, as. right? They, they can be microcosms. It doesn't have to be someone's 30-year life journey. Yeah. It can be someone's trip to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. That looks the same way. Yeah. Or, or the conversation they had with their kid. Yeah. Like there's so, there's so many options for it and it doesn't even always have to be stories. It, it could be imagery. Like there's so, there's so much potential here. I yeah. 
So, and, and along those lines, we switched my podcast from doing long form interviews to doing micropods, five to seven minutes of sharing portions of those stories, portions of those lessons, all that stuff. And then I bring on someone once a week, once every other week, and we sit down and we have a conversation about a topic. The first one was rewiring, rewiring your brain. Okay. The last one that I just recorded that will actually should come out today was all about passion. I sat down with a, a, a surgeon that's very good at what he does, hips and knees. And like, it was, it was fun. It was magnetic. It was energetic, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But it, we're, we're adjusting, we're learning. And you're we're getting adjusting. there. Yeah. I totally hear it. I want to give you one point on sales though, which I think you didn't, you didn't think about. Two things. First of all, the people who you had selling, were they also high consciousness? Did they believe in the mission at the same way? Was their ego also not like, again, you're a very unique person, guys. All of you listening, you've gathered that already by now. Um, were <laughs> they... Were they similar and did they believe in the mission and the vision the same way? They believe in the mission and the vision, yes. Um, similar, I don't know. I've really never met someone like myself. Then bits and pieces, yes, but not like okay. as a whole. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. One of the things you can do, and this I actually got from Russell Brunson, um, yeah. ClickFunnels from one of his trainings, you can be the main salesperson, mm -hmm. right? Um, Using video, right? Kind of codifying the sales pitch. Um, using video, whether you're doing, you know, just in time webinars, like all of that, like all the sales funnels, all that kind of online stuff, but you can leverage 80% of the sell can be you even without you there. Yeah. And then the 20% of the close, you can condition your salespeople, mm -hmm. um, for that. So that, yeah. that, that. I've seen it work other places that could solve like 80% of that problem. That's a good friend of mine, Shanda Sumters. That's what she does. She runs hardcore business and very large company. Um, but that's, that's the process that she does. She enrolls them and then her sales team basically does the cleanup and makes it happen. Right. And I'm saying you don't even have to do that. Your energy, your passion, it'll come across in video and audio and you're a media production company. Yeah. You can produce the media assets that will be your primary sales assets. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't I, even I have you. to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And um, we need to talk outside of this too as well. Oh, we're totally going to be doing that guys. You're going to see after this episode, me and Carl are going to be doing some really big stuff together. Um, and, and I feel like we could talk for hours more and we probably will, but that's going to be between us. Um, so <laughs> where, where can people find you? How can they find PSTV and get hooked on positivity, which is a much better hit than negativity? Uh, PSTV Today, um, that's the website, psttv.today.com. On our Instagram, it's PSTV Today. Uh, my personal one is Unsubstantiated Genius. It's available anywhere podcasts are basically listened to, including our website. Um, yeah, I do speaking engagements. That's like I have one coming up December 2nd down here in San Diego. It's going to be about rewiring your brain. If you're available, uh, you should come down and say hi. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's a good con uh, concept. Um, but yeah, it's just we're out there. Like, I'm Okay, awesome. So guys, we'll put all those links at in the show notes and at sdran.com slash 82. Um, we're going to stick all that fun stuff. So Carl, 
this is a surprise. I always surprise my guests at the end and I like to ask for a quote. I didn't warn you on purpose. And it doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, although it can be, or something recent. Um, and I'm guessing it's going to be something positive, so I'm excited. Um, do you have a quote for us to send people yes. on their way? Yes, I do. Um, it's not positive directly, but okay. it's invert everything. One and more time? Invert everything. So it's a, it's a Charlie Munger quote, I believe. Interesting. What it, what it means is in any situation, you have multiple sides, right? If you only understand your side of the equation, you only have 50% of the information. So by inverting everything, you take the position of the people that are opposing you or whatever the situation it is in a stock sale primarily. Why are they selling? You position and you, you frame your perspective from their point of view and that gives you substantially more information to make an educated decision. And that literally works through all aspects of life. So everybody invert everything. I love that. That is genius. Perhaps unsubstantiated, but definitely genius. <laughs> That's why the name's there. I, like I love it. I love it. This was amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. This has Thank been you for super having me fun. On. Yeah, it was awesome. Really a pleasure. So guys, all of you, sdrand.com slash 82 for the show notes, for the links, um, and for the summary of all these fun things. And you want to subscribe. Like I already know you, you probably are just in case you didn't hit that button. Now's a great time. Um, but you know that we're here because we want to share the love and the light and the inspiration and the guidance and the information. So I am sure having listened to this show, you know, someone who needs to hear it, you know, someone who's been struggling with failure. Um, and I think that Carl's story of resilience could be really inspiring for them. You know, all the different things he's done and getting up and the lessons from that. And I think you definitely know someone who wants to understand more about viral content, positive content, um, how our brains get stuck in negativity. If you've got anyone in your life who still like listens to the news, watches the news, is addicted to the news, this will be good for them to hear. Um, so share <laughs> it, right? Go into your iTunes, your Stitcher your Spotify, or just share the link, sdran.com, E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash 82 with whoever you think is going to benefit from this episode. And we will catch you next week. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I had a blast. Me too. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?